Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, that only you can steal. My soul test again this morning. Lord, thank you for this great privilege to come into your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the blessedness of knowing you, of accepting you as my Father, of accepting you as my Lord, of accepting you as my Savior. Thank you for the blessedness of coming into your presence daily. Lord, we give you all the praise. Thank you because you are King of kings. You are Lord of all lords, Lord. You are the master of the universe. You are the creator of heaven and earth. Scripture says that all of creation, they look to you and their faces are enlightened. The Bible says that you are the hope of the nations. Lord, we give you all the glory this morning because you are Yahweh. We give you all the glory this morning because you are Jehovah. We give you all the praise this morning because you are Jesus. Receive all the glory. Receive all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for making us your home. Thank you for calling us your children. Thank you, Father, for saving us through Jesus Christ. We thank you, precious Lord. As we spend this time in your presence again, we ask, Lord, help us to learn and understand the word as we read it. Lord, open the book of Revelations to our heart. Grant us understanding, O God, and cause your name to be glorified again this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. We continue our study, our study and the reading of the book of Revelations. Yesterday we took chapters 15. Today we take chapter 16. Yes, just one chapter again today. Chapter 16. In chapter 16, uh, what we've been waiting for with weighted bread is finally here. The pouring out of the first six vials or bowls upon upon the earth, upon those living on the earth, upon those who have accepted the mark of the beast and have decided to worship the beast, the, the bowls are poured out upon them. And um, as we read this, you have to uh, recognize the similarity between what is going on and what happened to the nation, the nation of Egypt. Okay, so um, that looks like as if it was a preamble. So we read this morning, um, majority of um, what is here are, are literal. We can take them literally, so we don't have too many figurative words inserted here. However, please take note of a few things. When the Bible says that God pours out his wrath okay, upon the people of the earth, it, God does not get angry and just pour out, pours out his wrath like that. No, it is judgment. Judgment for the choices they've decided to make. Okay, This majority of those who are living through this time have decided that they would choose the Antichrist and the dragon and the first prophets rather than choose God. That's one. 
Number two, these events, they come around in quick succession. We know that this is about the end, the end of the great tribulation. This is just at the tip of the end before Jesus comes. So I would likely say this is about the last month or the last two months, two months before Jesus returns, before the end of the seven years. And the reason is because as you read the vows being poured out on the people, you see that the effects of some vows are still on them when the other ones are poured out. In fact, I think the, the effect of, of the malignant source, for example, was still on them, which was the, the result of the first bowl that was poured out when they were going through, when they were standing at the battle of Amagedon. Okay? That was... That's the sixth, the sixth uh, bowl that was poured out, okay? So, um, these are going to come out, these judgment, sets of judgment are going to come in quick and rapid succession. How quickly, I don't know, but I am certain it can't, it, can't, it can't be more than a month or a few months, okay? So, and then, of course, this will be the last opportunity for those who want to give their life to Christ. You will notice that for the first time, as we read through the, the book of Revelation until now, okay, we've seen the dragon blaspheme God. We've seen the Antichrist himself, the first beast, blaspheme God. We've seen the first prophet. This is the first time you see that names will all be mentioned together. The dragon, the beast, and the first prophet. Okay, That's why we know that the dragon we saw in Revelation chapter 12, is different from the beast we see in Revelation 13, and the second beast will receive the power of that first beast. He is going to be named clearly here in this chapter as the first prophet. Okay, so this will be the last opportunity. The last opportunity for anyone to say, okay, ah, maybe I'm going the, the wrong way. Let me choose God. Okay, last opportunity. Obviously, it's going to be very difficult, but you will notice that the people of the world will now begin to curse God. They will begin to curse God and they will persecute Christians even more or persecute those who have decided to choose, choose God. They will persecute them even more, just like the nation of Egypt tried to persecute the nation of Israel then. Okay, because the effect of what they were going through were not touching the Israelites. Okay, so let's read this morning, Revelation chapter 16, and then we'll explain a little bit at the end. It says, then I heard, okay, before I start again, Jesus gives a very, very important message. I think it's in verse 16. So we'll pause there and take the, uh, the relevance of that message because the message is not for those going through Revelation chapter 16. The message is for those of us reading Revelations, the book of Revelations. Okay, <laughs> very important. Then I heard a mighty voice from the temple say to the seven angels, I say again, these are likely the seven archangels, go your ways and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So the first, the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth. An horrible, malignant source broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshipped a statue specifically. Okay? In other words, this judgment chose those it was going to come on. 
if you had not worshipped the beast, you would not have this. You would not have this horrible, malignant source. You will not have it on you. Okay, but if you have received the mark, the mark of the beast, or you worshipped the beast, there are going to be those who will not receive the mark. However, they are worshippers of of the image of the beast, of the statue of the beast. Okay, the malignant souls will appear on them, and that's the first judgment. Verse three. Then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse. Everything in the sea died. Eh? Hey, hey. This will not be funny at all. It is poured out on the seas. You know the seas connect to the rivers. The seas are like the connecting point between between the ocean, the oceans, okay, and the rivers, okay. So when the seas become, when the sea become like the blood of a corpse, I don't know whether you've seen the blood when blood, the blood of a corpse before. It is it is dry. It is not not totally dry it is congealed you know it's like jelly it's you can't you can't move you can't drink it okay uh, maybe you can scoop it up like as if you you are you are taking cereal but it's not something any any animal in the sea can can live in and so every animal in the sea will, will die it says and everything in the sea die every fish in the in the sea dies i'm telling you a lord a large part of the head's full source is from the sea everything dies and i'm telling you hunger hunger like you have never seen it verse 4 then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs and they became they became blood mm? <laughs> so those parts the rivers and the spring becomes blood and of course, blood you can still drink. And you will see the people will be drinking the blood. <laughs> they will have no choice. Because like they say, that you can live without, you can live without food for as, as much as 14, more than 14 days, for example. But you can't stay without water for just a few days. And that's why I know that these plagues, they come in rapid succession. Okay, the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and the spring. These are like the, the last few sources of water. You know, remember then when this happened in Egypt, when Moses turned the water of the Nile into blood, the Bible says that even the water in the pots, they turned into blood. Maybe something like that will happen here. He says, and it became blood. He says, and I heard the angel who had authority over the water saying, you are just, O Holy One, who is and who always was, because you have sent this judgment. God will be just. Because the people here have decided to take on the image of the beast. You have to really, really, really be lost. You know, to be going through... The same thing happened in Egypt, okay? You know, even though some of Pharaoh's servants were begging him... You need to really accept the God of the Hebrews and allow these people go. But you saw how Pharaoh was adamant. The same thing will happen to the nations of the world. Despite everything that they are seeing, they are still saying that these are natural, natural disasters. These are just happenstance and it is not God in charge of any of this. So this angel declares here, that you are just, O Holy One, who is, who always was, because you have sent this judgment. Six, since they shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, 
you have given them blood to drink. It is their just reward. So you see that the people will be will drink will have to drink the contaminated uh, waters that have now turned into blood from the third plague. And that's why he says that he has given them blood to drink. Verse 7 says, I heard a voice from the altar saying, Yes, O Lord God, the Almighty, your judgments are true and just. God's judgments are not just just, they are true. They are not true, they are just. Means Meaning what? They are fair. When you list, when anyone sits at this judgment, okay, you will know that it is only it is only fair that you are going through what is going on. Uh, for those of us who have accepted Christ, I say again, you cannot partake of this judgment. Why? Because Jesus has suffered taking your judgment. Okay, He has taken it on your behalf. Okay? And so there can't be double, double jeopardy. He can't have suffered it and then you need to suffer it. The more the reason why you need to give your life to Jesus. Verse 8 says, Then the fourth, the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun. This time it's on the sun, causing it to scourge everyone with his fire. So during when this bowl is poured out on the sun, there will be a mighty heat wave from the sun. It will scourge everyone, you know, living during this time. It says scourge everyone with his fire. This one touches everyone okay you there's no way to separate separate between those who have taken the mark of the beast and those who haven't however hey 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 imagine that there is no water now there are just little heat waves you know all over the world people are dying sometimes you see you know puddle of water created so that people can go and just play in the water imagine okay what is going on here in in chapter in in verse 8 i'm telling you a lot of people would die from this this scourge a lot of people would die from this scourge you know from from each stroke from dehydration okay because there is no water anywhere nice since everyone was burned by this blast of it everyone okay everyone was burned i'm telling you if you are able to live through and survive Okay, uh, <laughs> this judgment to witness the second coming of Christ. I do, I mean, I'm not even interested. Eh? Lord, <laughs> um, I want to go with the rapture. I'm sure you agree with me, right? Let's just go with the rapture, JJ. Nine, everyone was burnt by this, by this blast of it. And they cursed the name of God who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give him give him glory. So, this is the first time we see the people themselves beginning to curse God. You know, until now, it was the Antichrist and the false prophet and the dragon that were cursing God. Now, these people, they take on the, on the nature, the nature of the dragon, and they begin to, instead of repenting, they begin to curse God. They begin to curse the followers of God who are still on the earth. He says, they did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give him the glory. Since then the fifth angel, you see the way it's coming in rapid, rapid succession. He says, then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beasts. Hmm. Okay, so we'll read about the throne of the beasts, of the beasts in chapters, in chapter 17 and 18. If this is 
So I think this is like the capital, the, the capital city of, of the beast. It says that is where this, this bowl is, is poured on, upon. So it will be on, on a particular city, maybe in a country somewhere. We will explain all of that in, in chapter 17 and 18. Since then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. Okay, so just like what happened in Egypt where, you know, um, the Bible says that there was light in Goshen and the Egyptians were in darkness. They were grouping in the dark. They could not even see one another. The darkness was so thick. It was so thick that they could not see one another. They could not go anywhere. They, everybody was in the same spot. It says the same thing will happen here. It says the fifth angel poured his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. His subject, his subject ground their teeth in anguish and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sores. But they did not repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. Okay, so you see there, when they were taking part in the in the fifth judgment, the fifth um, um, bowl being poured out, they still had the the sores on them on them on them. It says they were greeting their teeth. They still had the sores on them, and they were still cursing God. You know, through their pains and through the sores, they were still cursing God. But they did not repent of the evil deeds and turn to God. And I'm sure, just like in Egypt, that this darkness was for three days. This same darkness also will be for three days. It says then the sixth angel, in rapid, rapid succession, the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river, the great Euphrates River, and it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies towards the west, without interest and this is very important it didn't say it didn't say that the armies of the antichrist it says the kings from the east could march their armies towards the west without hindrance so what would have happened here the antichrist would have succeeded in manipulating the kings of the east we'll read about about them you know i i mentioned that there is the kingdom of the Antichrist, and there are nations that comprises comprises that kingdom. Okay, it's something it is clear, it is known. Even Bible study, you you can find that out easily. Now they will march into what we call the Valley of Jezreel, where the Battle of Armageddon will happen. They are the ones called the kings from the east, that they could march their armies towards the west without hindrance. Says, and I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leaped from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophets. You see now, clearly stated, the mouth of the dragon, the red dragon, the beast, the antichrist, and the false prophets. Okay, the one who will use religion, use miracles to deceive the whole world. Okay, so this evil spirit comes from this, from the three of them. And they are able to manipulate and seduce the people of the world. Imagine all that they are going through. And these people are still thinking about war. It says they are demonic spirits who work miracles. And go out, to, go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty. Eh? With everything that they are, still, they are going through, they still have time to be thinking or fighting 
they want to fight the king of kings eh? jesus is about to come and when he appears <laughs> you will see there that there are, it's like there are two different appearances there is one when he's appearing and there's nothing mentioned about his clothes or anything when all of this is over you see another appearing of jesus and this time the bible says that he is dripped in the blood the blood the blood of his enemies now verse 15 god jesus pauses the vision and this message is very vital okay he pauses the vision that he's showing to john he tells him verse 15 look i will come as unexpectedly revelation chapter 16 verse 15 i will come as unexpectedly as a thief i will come as unexpectedly as a thief if you've ever witnessed a break-in before you know it is unexpected it is not planned you are not told okay jesus is saying that his coming will be like that it will be unexpectedly okay you will not be able to predict it and that is why it's important to live prepared and live every day ready ready for his coming he says blessed are those who are watching for me okay so why we don't know when he is going to come he says that blessed are those who are watching for me who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed hmm? they keep their clothes ready so they will not have to walk around naked and shame the apostle paul described this it this way he says that jesus is coming for a glorious church one without without spots without blemish without wrinkles that is what it means there he says we keep their clothing ready without spots without wrinkles without the little little foxes that destroy the vine no he says no they have their clothes ready and because their clothes are ready they don't walk around naked and ashamed i pray this morning that your garments will be ready they will be clean they will be pure pure white by the grace of god the holiness of god in the mighty name of jesus jesus says watch you have to be watching you see why that message maranatha jesus is coming again jesus is coming again has been one of the most powerful message for those of us who have been christians for a while we know that this is one message they have been preaching preaching for a for a long time and many of us have been asking so when will the jesus even come it is because of this statement blessed are those who are watching and it is those who are who are who will be watching that will not miss him many eh, many will fall will fall on the wayside i'm saying it again a lot of people will be left behind. I pray for you again. You will not miss the rapture in the mighty name of Jesus. You will not be left behind. You will not be left stranded. You, it will not happen and then you will say, Oh God, no, that will not be your portion. That will not be my portion. We will not miss his coming in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 16 says, And the demonic spirit gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the hebrew name amagedon so we call this the battle of amagedon 17 then the seventh angel so we see the seventh this all the plagues the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air 
Of course, this remember that the angel already that that angel that gave that proleptic that proleptic uh, declaration. This is the final the, the final judgment. Okay, Jesus is about to come. Then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a mighty shout came from the throne, came from the throne in the temple, saying, "It is finished." Remember that these were the last words of Jesus, right? Yes, when Jesus hung on that cross, Jesus said, It is finished, and then gave up the cross. Now, this angel, this voice, it says, Then the seventh angel poured out his word, and a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple. Who gives this shout? We'll find out. Maybe Jesus again says, It is finished. Say, Then the thunder crashed and rolled, and lightning flashed. And a great earthquake struck the worst since people were placed on the earth. There will be a massive, a massive earthquake unlike anyone has ever seen before. It will be so bad. It will strike the capital city, the capital city of Babylon, the kingdom of the Antichrist. It will strike it. That great earthquake will eat death. It says, then the thunder crashed, verse 18, and rolled, and lightning flashed, and a great earthquake struck the worst since people were placed on the earth. It says, the great city of Babylon split into three sections. Babylon itself is a spirit, okay? The spirit of the Antichrist. But there is also the great city, the great city of Babylon. That city split into three sections. And the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubbles. This earthquake will be so bad; it will, it will be felt across across nations. I'm telling you, you've never, you you will never have seen any earthquake like this. For those who are alive to witness this, wow! It says, and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubbles. So God remember all of Babylon's sin, and He made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. And every island disappeared. Hey, what, a, what an earthquake. Jesus, every island disappeared. And all the mountains were leveled. There was a terrible hailstorm. And the hailstones weighing as much as 75 pounds. Hey, 75 pounds. Hailstones were falling from the sky. They say they fell from the sky onto the people below. They cursed God because of the terrible plagues, plague of the hailstorm. Can you imagine? They are still cursing God. At the end of everything, they are still cursing God. Ah! I pray again, you will not take part of this judgment in the mighty name of Jesus. So, when we go on to chapter 17 and 18, there will be a pause. Okay, before the end finally comes. Okay, so we'll connect all the dots together. But before we go today, I want us once again. See, when these plagues are coming on on the earth, for some, okay, for those who realize eventually that ah, it seems I missed it too. It might it will be an opportunity for them, the final chance, the final chance for them to say ah. Let me give my life to Jesus. But I think for those of us listening now, <laughs> this should be motivation <laughs> to say I will not miss the rapture. What do you think? Yes. It should be motivation that, Lord, 
helping me, I am not going to miss the rapture. And I pray for you again. You will not miss the rapture in the mighty name of Jesus. But I want us to read the words of Jesus again. Verse 15, Luke, I will come as unexpectedly, as a thief. Eh? Jesus says that when I come, you know that this coming is not talking about his second coming. I hope you realize that. The coming that Jesus is coming, talking about, he said, when he said, blessed are those who are watching for me, who keep their garment, their clothing ready so they will not walk around naked and ashamed. He is not talking about his second coming. No. At his second coming, the Bible says all eyes will see him. They will look on him who they pierced. Everyone will see him coming when at his second coming. So that is not what he is talking about here as that he will come as unexpectedly as a thief. Here he is talking about the day of rapture. Jesus is coming. And on that night, on that day, in the, whether it's morning or night, we don't know. Okay? Jesus comes to take his church home. Will you be part of that church? Will you make it on that day? The only way to be sure that you will make it is to be watching because his coming will be like a thief in the night. He says, blessed are those who are watching. Are they watching? He says, they have kept their clothing ready. They have kept their, gar- their garments pure. Their garments is without blemish, without spots, without wrinkles. He said, because they have their garments on, they will not walk around naked and ashamed. Ah, I pray for you. Your garments will be pure in the mighty name of Jesus. How do we keep our garments pure? Pay attention always to the word of God, to the word of his grace. Paul says, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. Again, pay attention to the message of grace. The message of grace is simple. It's love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Love people. Live for God. Live for people. Live his purpose on this earth. There's a reason why he created you. As much as he helps you live for that purpose. It will be about living for him and living to transform the lives of people. I can promise you that one. And as you do this, I pray for you. Your garments will be pure. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every wrinkle, every blemish will be taken out. In the name of Jesus. And on that day, yes. On that day when when the trumpet will sound. And Jesus comes like a thief in the night. You will not miss him. I will not miss him. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning. We have heard your word. Help us to be ready. Help us to keep our garments pure. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to live in such a way that we will not miss you. And for anyone who does not know Jesus yet this morning, Father, this is the morning to arrest them. We give you all the praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.